Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Good people, Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of On Your Mark. Man, I'm so excited to be with you today as we are opening up a new series over the next, uh, wow, man, probably the next several weeks. We're going to be opening up and um, talking through this idea of being triggered by the truth. I've been just kind of paying attention to um, just kind of the state of affairs and the lay of the land and things that's been going on, you know, obviously politically and uh, some things locally and uh, frankly, even things within the church. And um, man, it's just been really, really, really pressed upon my heart to deal with some of the issues um, that really frustrate us or that really trigger us. And as I was laying this out and, and I don't mind being transparent with you, for a moment, it was kind of difficult because I'm like, man, we, you know, we just started the podcast this year. I don't want, you know, folks to turn us off and, and I don't want to lose folks right off the bat. And, um, you know, God just really began to impress upon my heart that for us as his people to to truly be in tune and, and follow him, um, we need to really understand who he is and understand that that he is truth, right? He is stable. He is the same. He is unchanging. Um, facts change. You know, it was, it was this thing today. And because this happened and this happened is something different tomorrow. Uh, facts change, but, but the truth, um, it does not. And, and a lot of people, you know, kind of coin this whole thing, my truth and, oh, well, I believe this and, and I believe that. And, you know, if you tell them something different, then it becomes a bit of a frustration or, or an agitation or, or they're triggered or, or whatever the case may be. And, and please don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not using the term triggered in, in some kind of in your face way or, um, you know, to, to try and, and poke fun at anybody or give anybody a hard time. But I think it's a, a very relevant word because frankly, we as a society are triggered by so many things. Um, and, and as I really look at it, a lot of those things that trigger us are the truth. Like we're, we're fighting against something that's actually true, but we're mad because we believe something different or because we've been taught something different or because we understand it a different way. So I'm going to take my time with this man and, and, and really dive into this idea um, of being triggered by the truth and, and really diving in to find what really is the truth so that we can we can understand it a little bit better. The Bible tells us um, that we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. Now, I want to read that to you because this is really the basis for what we're going to be doing uh, in John chapter 8, verse 31 starts. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Now watch their response, because this is this is very telling. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says in verse 33, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. How can you say that we shall be set free? Let me read that 33 one more time. They answered him after he told them, you become my disciples, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They responded, 
We're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free? Now, that's interesting because if you know anything about the history of the children of Israel, if you know anything about the history of Abraham's descendants, you know they spent a number of years, hundreds of years in slavery in Egypt. And I think it's very interesting how to refute or rebuff or critique what Jesus is saying about the truth that they need to believe, they actually proof text it by first saying that, yeah, truthfully, we are descendants of Abraham, but we ain't never been slaves of nobody. What? Wait a minute. The descendants of Abraham were slaves in Egypt. Are you kidding me? And, and this is a perfect example of how when time goes by, we begin to alter, distort, detract from what was true. Now, Jesus is not calling them out in a sense of saying, uh, you guys used to be slaves and look at you. You know, that, that that's not what this is. But but their response to him is very telling on how when the times change a little bit, we alter our idea of what's true. Now, I started out by saying facts can change, but the truth is the truth. And facts change based on the situation and the circumstances. Uh, we, we wake up today and it's, you know, it's 85 degrees. Well, well, yesterday it was 90 degrees. Well, the the weather and, and the tilt of the sun and where the sun rises and how long the sun stays up and when the sun, all of those factors go in to change the facts. The truth is the sun is where it's always been and the earth is rotating around. So, so there are some facts that change as a result of circumstance, but there are some truths that are always. And when time goes by, we, we start to alter things. And, and, and I'll say this, there are some truths that we think have changed, but have actually never changed. We just didn't know they were truths until we got some more facts about the situation. And then we say, oh, I used to believe this, but now I know the truth. And, and the, reason I'm <clears throat> the reason I'm really spending some time on this is because Jesus here is trying to get you them to understand there is a difference between talking and walking. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings... You are really my disciple. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you hold to my teachings, your, your, your pathway to really getting to and knowing and understanding the truth is by holding to my teachings. What, what Jesus is really getting to with, with them here is this is not a professional thing or, or not, not professional in the sense of um, somebody who is adept at a topic, but something you profess with your mouth. This is not a profession no thing. Let, let me let me make sure I'm saying that right. This is not something you just profess with your mouth. Oh, I, I love Jesus. I love God. He's real. I love him. I'm going to follow him. No, 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 no. This is a interactive and interacting with the truth. Because I love Jesus, because he is true, because I serve God, then I behave and I act this way. And it's interesting that what Jesus is saying is, only when you move from professing with your mouth, only when you move from talking to actually 
walking. Only when you move from saying it to actually doing it, will you actually begin to discover what is true. And when you discover what is true, th then you will be free. Only when you do that will you know what's really true. And then will you actually then at that time be truly free, be truly set free. The reason that's going to become so important for us is because throughout this series on Triggered by the Truth, I'm going to really start to push up against some things that we have held true because of who our mom is and who our dad is and who our grandparents are and who our ancestors are. You, you see what they went to. We are, we are descendants of, of Abraham. So there's this idea that there's been some information and some tradition passed down. There's been some, some knowledge that's gone from one place to the next, from one generation to the next. They, they referred to their ancestors. We're descendants. And, and so throughout this series, I'm going to really start to uncover some of the things that have been passed down to us, some things that we grew up believing that we think are true, some things that, that we've grown accustomed to knowing and understanding. And, and we're going to then pull the covers back and see what's actually true. Because, because as the Bible says here, as Jesus is saying, only as his disciples, when you hear his word, heed his word, then the truth will be revealed and then you'll know it. And only then will you be free. I wonder how many of us are in unhappy marriages because of something that was passed down to us from our ancestors, from our mom, our dad, our grandmom, our, our grandmother, our grandfather, our parents. I wonder how many of us are are saying and doing inappropriate things in our in the raising of our children because of how we grew up, because of what was passed down to us, because of what we thought we knew, because of what we understood as true. I wonder how many of us have improper ideas of being single because of what we've seen, what we've accepted as true. And I'm telling you, we are going to hit these top things, things, uh, things, even even things such as traditional church services. You know, I, I see things from time to time about, man, I miss church when it was like this and this was real church and this is how church is supposed to be and this is that. And and I've studied church history and I understand that in a lot of cases, the the quote unquote new way of doing church is more similar to how church was originally done than the actual traditional way that a lot of people think of church when they think of traditional church. Now, I'm not trying to start any fights here. That's that's not my point. But what I'm trying to get us to understand is there are certain things we've accepted because that's what's been presented to us. And what Jesus would say is you can't just go on the presentation. You have to become my disciple and learn my truth and then do that. When you follow my word, then you'll start to discover the truth. And that's what will truly set you free. Let me say this another way. When we are stuck in our traditional ways, when we are stuck in what's been said, when we are stuck in how this has been said to us, when we're stuck in our small, narrow view of the word, oh, excuse me, of the world, not only are we not free, but we are actually 
what not free means. We're actually bound. We're actually limited and shackled by our misunderstanding. And, and we'll walk around and we'll say, well, no, I'm free. I want to be free from that. I don't have to think in that way. And I don't have to do it there. I want to be free. No, your lack of understanding is actually what's binding you. And, and Jesus is saying, in order for you to truly be free, you need to know what the truth is. You, you, you need to understand what's really true. And, and, and listen, you can believe that it's okay. You can believe in your mind that it's okay to go swimming or to go uh, ice skating on thin ice. You can believe that. And you might have some evidence to support that because last time you went swimming on thin ice or you went skating on thin ice, everything was fine. But, but you might be misunderstanding some facts. You might be misunderstanding that the last time you went uh, skating on thin ice, first off, the ice was thicker than you thought. Secondly, you were much lighter than, than you are now. There, there may be all kind of different factors, but but in your mind, it's okay to go. They tell you not to skate on thin ice. It's not a big deal. Go out there and skate, have a good time. But this time you fall through the ice and you think, I want to be free to go skating on thin ice because I want to be free. But, but what you don't understand is that's actually what's binding you because the truth is you don't go skating on thin ice because there's a chance, there's a likelihood that you'll fall through the ice, go in the ice water, freeze to death, drown, whatever. Even if you're brought out, you may have hyperthermia. There's all kind of things. So to truly be free, I need to understand what the truth is. And I'm just using that illustration, and it's a little bit of an absurd example, but that's what we do with so many things. So many topics like traditional church service, so many topics like submission in a marriage, so many topics like premarital sex, how to be single, even gender roles, so many topics on how to choose the right uh, the right spouse and and what do you do uh, at, in parenting? How do you parent? Do you owe your parents? Do your children owe you? There are so many thoughts and things that that come to our mind that we have things uh, even about what it really means to be a man and what it really means to be a Christian. There are so many ideas and thoughts that we have and we hold to our own beliefs. And what Jesus would say is you really don't understand how much of that has been influenced by your traditions, how much of that has been influenced by your sphere of the world, how much of that has been influenced by what your mom and your dad said, where they may have not had all the information on the topic. You don't realize how much of your worldview, how much of your understanding and insight has been truly impacted by the things around you. And in order for you to truly be free, you have to be my disciple and you have to know the truth because here's something that's true. I don't change. Here's something that's true. I am ever I am from everlasting to everlasting. Talking about God here, talking about Jesus. Here's something that doesn't change. I am Alpha and Omega. I am beginning and the end. And I am the stable one. And while all these other things are subject to the season, subject to the weather, subject to this thinking, and subject to this. Do, do you understand that that listen, I, I'm uh, many many of you guys know that that I'm a little bit of a uh, I, I study a lot in health and fitness and things of that nature. And I've been studying this thing, this stuff since, man, since I was in high school, really. Um, so, so it's been over uh, really over 25 years that I've been really studying and diving into this, getting, uh, educated on, on fitness and, and how to do that, getting educated on health and stuff. And in, in what I would consider the short time that I've been studying this stuff, you know how many things have changed? Do, do you know how much ha has changed? As, as soon as we start doing, as soon as enough people start doing a certain thing that they can get enough information, then they say, oh, well, we thought 
that if we all did this, it would work. But what we found out is only for this subset of the population does it work. For this group of people, it's actually detrimental. Oh, we thought that if everybody did keto, it would work. Oh, we thought if everybody did no fat and high carb, it would work. Oh, we thought if everybody ate this type of food and didn't eat. like. And what I'm trying to get you to understand is what Jesus would say is, no, 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 no. You have to follow my teachings and understand the truth. That's why he's such a personal God. Because when you get with him, he starts to deal with you on such a personal level that you don't have to follow the crowd. You don't have to shift with the motions of the majority. You don't have to go because they went that way and you don't have to do because they did that thing. You have a father. You can say, all right, what's going to work for me and my health? What's going to work for me and my relationship? What's going to work for me parenting these kids? Everybody's child is so different. I'm not able, not, not everybody's child, even within your own family. If you have more than more than one ch child, those children are so different. You can't even do the same for one child that you did for the other you have to maneuver differently for them and you need to know the truth you need to go to somebody who is truth so that they can speak to you about what you need to do in those particular situations otherwise you're putting forth energy and effort and you're actually being bound because you're not operating in the truth you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free well, what's the key to the truth being my disciple following my way, following my word. You have to, and this is the part that's kind of triggering a little bit. You have to reject some of the things you've been taught. You have to reject some of the things that mama said. You have to reject some of the things that daddy said. You have to reject even some of the things you've heard in the quote unquote traditional service. You, you have to reject if it doesn't line up to God's truth, if it doesn't line up to, to his word, if it doesn't line up to you being his disciple, you got to reject that. Now, I want to be clear. When I say you got to reject some of the things, even some of the stuff you may have heard in church, you got to understand I'm a pastor. I pastor a church and I would never tell anybody to reject God's word, but I don't care what church you in. If it's not what God said, you got to reject that. You have to reject that. And this is why this series is going to be so triggering for a lot of people, because we're, we're going to be dealing with some. So wait a minute. I've been taught that all my life. You mean to tell me that's not right? You mean to tell me that's not incorrect? I was I was talking with my my boys the other day and we talk sports and all of that stuff. We have a good time laughing and and talking about those things. And um, my, my two youngest boys are into uh, that right now. They're in football season. They both play on their respective teams. And I can't, I can't recall exactly what happened. It was something about a touchdown or something about uh, a catch or a fumble. It, it was something along those lines. Uh, and it was, man, you know, we got to make sure that we keep this going and we don't do this. And then one of them said, knock on wood. I said, let me stop you right there. I said, uh, 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 mm, that, that's not, that's not how that works. You, you, you don't knock on wood to make a certain thing happen. You don't knock on wood because and 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 again, we're so in immersed in the society that we're in that that they they've never heard daddy say, oh, man, let me man, I, I sure hope I have a good day, a good day today. Knock on wood. They've never heard me say that. They've never heard their mom say that. But they're so immersed in a society with all of these little sneaky demonic things that slide in these little sneaky witchcrafty things these little sneaky manipulative things that come in you say the you say the same thing uh at the same time as somebody oh jinx like, where does that well how does that sneak in show me jinx in the bible show me knock on wood in the Bible. show me that stuff but but i've heard my grandmother say that i've heard i've heard my parents say that from time to time and it's not that they mean 
uh, to, to be unbiblical. It's just there's so many things coming at us that if we're not careful, we start to adopt things that are not true as true. And I don't mind telling you, I had to, we had to go back and forth. No, dad, man, I don't want to mess this up. I got, I said, son, it does not matter how much wood you knock on. What you need to say is, I pray God keeps it so. I, I pray God's favor stays on us so we can maintain this streak. I pray that I don't fall into temptation. I pray that I don't have a difficult time. I pray that I don't fumble. I pray like you pray and you ask God's favor, but knocking on wood will do nothing for you. And here's how pervasive it is. It really bothered him. Like it really bothered, like it was almost like he, he was so uneasy, like if I don't do this, man, every I could lose everything. And that's what Jesus means. You have to know the truth in order to be free because he's bound up by the fact that he feels like he needs to knock on wood for, <laughs> and we think about it and, and some of you just, some of you get nervous right now. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, but, but because I know we've been, we've been taught these things and it can be so triggering and it was really hard for him not to knock on wood and I had to explain to him, God is so big, baby. God is too big for you to have to knock on wood for his favor to be on your life. God, God is too big for you to, to, to have to say jinx so you don't have bad luck because you accidentally say. It's amazing how some of these, and, and I'm going to call it what it is, some of these little manipulative witchcrafty kind of things flow into our life. You, you spill something and have to throw salt over your shoulder. You break a mirror and you got to pray against seven years of bad luck. You split a pole and you got to pray because you worried that the person you split a pole with, the one that's the youngest, going to die. You you walk around with one shoe on it. Oh, don't do that because that, that'll be bad luck. Or on New Year's, the, the uh-uh, you can't go in the house. A man got to be the first person in the house. Or or you got to have a pot of bean, a pot of black eyed peas with a dime in it so you can have financial. Where in the world do we get these things? You know where we get them? We're descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anybody. And all of a sudden we start to take on all these traditions and all these ancestral things that are just not true. It's just not truth. And the reason that this series may be slightly triggering is because just like my son was so triggered when I'm like, no, man, you <laughs> please hear me. You, you don't need to knock on wood. That's not going to make or break you. That's not going to be the determining factor. That's not going to be the thing. You go put forth the work that you need to put forth and you trust God with the rest. You understand that, that things happen, that there are times and, and situations that, that the, the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but time and chance happens to everyone. You, you understand. Now, now some of you triggered right now because you thought that, that scripture was the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but, but to the one that endures forever. That's not what the Bible says. That's what tradition has passed down to us. And, and, and what the, the song, the, the, the writer in Ecclesiastes is trying to get you to understand is the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but time and chance happens. He's saying that there is a overarching controlling factor going on. God is in control, which is why sometimes you put forth all the effort and all the work and it still didn't work out. And there's sometimes when you just woke up and it worked out on your behalf because God is orchestrating things on your behalf and you have to understand that truth so you can be free. You got to understand that so you can be free. Because if you don't understand that, 
You'll think you free, but every time you say something, you got to knock on wood. You'll think you free, but every time you say something, you got to say jinx or, or you got to go buy somebody something. Every time you every time you say that, you'll, you'll fool around and step on a crack and you'll be worried about mama because, oh my God, did I just break her back? Where does all this stuff come from? It comes from the traditions that we're around. And I know these are small. These are minor. These are, these are little things. I'm using those to, to help jog your memory on some of the things that we find ourselves being thrust into that are just not true. And we're going to look at what this looks like through a, a myriad of, of topics as it relates to, to, to marriage and family and children and, and God and gender roles. And, and we're going to talk about premarital sex. We're going to talk about raising our children. We're going to talk about even does your child owe you? Does your child owe you? You you raise them up and they go out and they do great things. And do, do they like we're going to really dive into why, you know, all of these things and why we're so triggered. But but for our purposes to, today, I, I want to give you a few more things because uh, I, I want us to understand this and I have to saturate this, what I'm talking about. I have to saturate this in scripture because anytime you start talking about difficult topics like this, that's going to cause people to think different, that's going to, to, to perhaps be triggering the folks, you have to make sure that the argument is not between man. Right. If, if you disagree with what I'm saying, that's OK. But I want to make sure that you're not arguing with me. I want the argument be, to be between man and God, not man and man. I want you to be I want you to have that question with God so you can go to him to get clarity. I don't want you to just just dismiss it because oh, that's some man. Talk. No, 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 no. So I want to give you I want to give you scriptures on the truth. I've, we've already talked about John eight. If you hold to my teaching, this is Jesus talking, then you really are my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So anything that's outside of God's teachings is not true. And it binds us anything like that's just that's just the reverse of what Jesus is saying. If you hold to my truth, then you are my disciples. If you don't hold to my truth, then you're not my disciples. Then you will know the truth. Being my disciples, you'll know the truth. If you're not my disciples, you can't know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you don't know my truth, then you're bound. So so all I'm saying is just the reverse of what he's saying here It's absolutely in line to, to what the Bible is saying. If you want to be free, you have to be Jesus disciple. You have to be a disciple so you can get the truth. So that truth can set you free. If you don't know the truth and you're just working in what you believe and your traditions and, and what mama and dad is saying and what grandmama and them used to say and all of that stuff. If a, look, some of you, some of y'all right now, if a black cat drive across your path, you're going to be looking for your bad luck. Oh man, it's going to be one of them days. So, so, so I, I, some of you right now, somebody pull out a broom and start sweeping. If they got close to your feet, you jump so high off the ground because you don't need that kind of bad luck in your life. Come on, man. And I'm not diminishing. I'm not dismissing. I'm trying to add a level of truth so we can be free. Come on. You can't be free when somebody's sweeping a broom, but you free. Come on now. You have to know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we're going to come at all of that stuff because God would have us to be free because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So I want to saturate these things in, in prayer. I mean, well, obviously in prayer, but I want to saturate these things uh, in the Bible. First, I, I want to share you. I, I want to share with you first Peter chapter two, verse nine. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you might declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. What is the wonderful light? It's the truth. It's understanding his truth. I, I want to give you, though, because the, the whole point of this uh, is to get us to understand. The truth is unchanging. The truth is not 
a thing. The truth is not a fact. The truth is a person. It is the person of Jesus Christ. The truth is God himself. It is him being Alpha and Omega. Him, He is the truth, and we have to get to him in order to start to, to understand a little bit better. Uh, Malachi 3.6 says this, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. I, the Lord, do not change. He's giving us an understanding that facts change, things change, seasons change. All these other things are swirling around, but, but I, I don't. I, I don't change. So, so if you want a source of truth, if you want the truth, you have to come to something that is not going to make what I believe different today versus yesterday. No, no, no. I got to go to the source. I got to go to truth. And that's him. Hebrews, Hebrews 13 verses eight and nine says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. Ooh, that's a word right there. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. You know, the stuff that trigger us when, when we look at it and we realize that there's really no substance to it. But, but that's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll get into that. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods. He's, he's giving, he's, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews is, is getting them to understand some of this traditional stuff that's been passed down to you because of this, this food and that food. Yeah, that, that, don't, don't, don't let that strange, don't let that stuff get a hold of you. Don't let those untruths get, don't be bound by that because you think it's true. Find out the real truth. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Psalms 102 verse 27 says, in the beginning, you laid the foundation of the earth. Oh, um, excuse, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, verse 27. But you remain the same and your years will never end. You remain, Jesus, Christ, God, you remain the same. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the God endures forever. James chapter uh, 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. What I'm trying to get you to understand is we have to be able to rely on that which is unchanging. So we're not so shifty and change every time something around us does change, does change. And we begin to, we begin to be so frustrated that now we start to, to hold on to new truths and new, well, you know, that was back then. And you know, things are different now. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. Go read your Bible. Things are not different now than they were back then. We have different technologies. We have more access. That part is different. But but people and the way people interact and the way people do things, it, it's not, it's, it hadn't changed. And what we got to understand is just because certain situations and technologies and things around us have changed, that doesn't mean the truth has changed. The truth remains the same. That's why I gave you those scriptures. The truth remains the same. The same. And, and what, what Romans 12 and 2 is calling us to is to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, the shiftiness and the changing and the shadows. Don't be conformed to that, but, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Go back to what Jesus said. You want to know the truth? You got to be my disciple. And, and then you will know the truth and it will set you free. You have to hold to my teachings. Then you then the shiftiness and the changing won't alter you. It won't change. It won't make you um, be up and down and all of that. So, man, we're going to dive. And when I say we're going to dive, we're going to dive deep into this because we're going to take some time and we're going to choose one topic and we're going to have a podcast on those individual topics because the goal is this. God wants you free. And he told you how to become free. You got to get the truth. What is truth? That's the age old question, right? What is truth? Pilate asked Jesus, what, what is truth? <laughs> and, and what we have to understand is 
truth is not something that that Pilate was was intimating on that time. It's not something that he was trying to get us to understand. We all get to choose our truth. That's a lie. That's a lie that people want you to believe so you can stay bound up. You don't get to choose your truth. The truth is stable. The truth is everlasting. The truth always has been and always will be. The truth is God. God is truth. He is stable. He is real. And only when we get to know him do we get to understand the truth. And when we do, when we do, we're set free. Come on now. Listen, I, I, I want you to join me on this journey as we go through this. I want you to be blessed by it. I want you to have traditions fall off of you. I want you to have yokes broken off of you. I want you to have chains loosed off of you. I want you to truly be free. It starts with accepting God. It starts with accepting Christ. It starts with becoming his disciple. Then we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. We're going to dive in. We're going to go deep. Uh, if we can be uh, of assistance to you, if you have specific ideas and thoughts uh, about something that you're unsure about, let us know, send them to us and we'll add it to the list of things that we're going to be uh, topics that we're going to be diving into on this series called Triggered by the Truth. I pray that something has already been said to be helpful to you. I pray that you are uh, locked in and make the commitment to be a part of this series as we go through it. Uh, let us know how we can be a blessing to you. Reach out. Uh, pray for us as we continue to do what God is calling us to do. Uh, and certainly let our, our church know if we can be a blessing to you any kind of way. If God has laid on your heart to be a blessing to our church, go to uniquelifechurch.org. There's some ways there that uh, you can be a blessing to us. Until next time, know that I'm thinking about you. Know that I'm praying for you. God bless you. God I keep you and I love you.